Start where you are. Use what you have. Do what you can. That's Arthur Ashe. Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to my corner. I'm Zoe and I'm all about aiming to inspire, create and encourage through sharing my experiences. So today I would like us to just um, dive into one of my favorite scriptures. Um, I am not much of an Old Testament reader. Um, but I do love like good stories. Um, not to say that the Bible is just full of stories. Um, these are actual events that happened. Um, but yeah, I am not much of an Old Testament reader and I'm trying to get more into the Old Testament. So I, for those of you who are not Old Testament people, I think this is a really good, um, scripture that you can read through and gain, um, comfort from. So it's from the book of 2 Kings, chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. Um, I first learned about the scripture when I was in college. I went for like a prayer meeting um, that my friend was leading. And um, yeah, he spoke on this and I was like, oh my gosh, like he di- he you know dissected it so well and i just cannot find my notebook but honestly if i could i would literally just like repeat everything he said but unfortunately or fortunately i had to read it on my own and you know come up not come up but receive my own revelation of um the scripture and yeah so i'm i'll just be sharing that with you guys and You guys can read it on your own and dissect it on your own as well. So um, it's the story of the widow's olive oil. So I'm going to read through it and then we're going to dissect it. All right, here goes chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. It reads, The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, How may I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, Go around and ask your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, Bring me another one. But he replied, There is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil and pay back your debts. You and your son can live on what is left. So, yeah, that that's um, basically the scriptures. This is from the New International Version that I was reading it from. So, yeah, so I'm going to go line by line. So, verse 1, you know, the, the wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves you know i'm reading this and i'm like 
okay, so this is her husband was a man who, you know, was essentially like, you know, a religious man. He, you know, he used to chill with the prophets. And, you know, of course, you know, prophets are people that heard from God and would speak on behalf of God. When God had a message for the people, he would tell the prophets. So if someone is chilling with the prophets, it's like birds of the same feather flock together, right? So her husband was chilling with prophets and I just don't understand why he was in debt. That was the first thing I was thinking of. I'm like, why is he in debt? He's someone who fears the Lord. Um, I spoke about debt on the podcast um, some episodes back. I'll I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, and I'm just like, okay, so he was in debt and he didn't make a plan. Of course, debt, I mean, death is not necessarily something everyone knows. Like, not everyone knows when they're going to die. But I just think it's important to put a plan in place, especially if you're going to get into debt, because, like, death is the only thing we're sure of. Well, death and taxes, so someone says. Um, But anyway, that's the first thing I thought of when I read that first verse the second verse says elisha replied to her how can i help you tell me what do you have in your house so i think that was a very important question oh sorry it finishes with your servant has nothing there at all she said except a small jar of olive oil so you know initially when he asked i think the her first response was nothing and then when she thought about it a little bit more she's like okay i do have something and when I read it, I thought of myself and how, you know, sometimes I, I I was reading it like if it was me, that same, except a small jar of olive oil, I feel like I would have said that sarcastically. Like if someone asks, let's say for money, right? And then you're like, and someone's like, okay, so how much do you have? And I'm like, ah, I'm broke. Like, like I'm broke, broke, broke. And I'm like, ah. Anyway, I just have like one one dollar. I just have five dollars, you know, like in a jokingly way, um, just being sarcastic, but really trying to emphasize how broke I am. I feel like when I was reading that, I was like, was she being sarcastic? Um, I know those things don't matter like in the long term, but I'm just sharing what I was thinking of when I was reading that. Um, so it does show that even when she said she has nothing, she actually did have something. She probably thought that what she had was as equivalent to nothing. But at the end of the day, it actually wasn't. It was something. Small, but something. Verse 3 says, Elisha said, Go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. I was thinking like, man, if I was like, if I was her, like going around asking neighbors for empty jars when people know you're broke and you know, the, the, those guys who, who collect debt, I don't know what they're called. I forgot what they're called, but I can imagine them knocking on her house and then, you know, you're na- like, I go around and start saying, can I have empty jars, empty jars? I'm, I'm thinking like, man, she must have been like gossiped about or like, like, okay, she wants empty jars, like, what is she going to fill it up with? You know, we know she's broke type of situation. I, I feel like it must have taken a lot for her to go around and ask for help. Um, 
and you're asking for help with things that don't make sense <laughs> you know like she wasn't asking for oil she wasn't asking for money she was asking for empty jars you know so ish anyway kudos to her Today's podcast is sponsored by Fro Lady Hair Products. This brand is an all-organic brand whose main focus is on moisturizing natural hair, making it manageable and easy to work with. It works on every hair type and is perfect for children and babies too. This is because it uses all natural products and doesn't add any artificial ingredients. It's an affordable hair care brand and each product is going at 100 kwacha. They have created a quality product that will work for everyone without breaking the bank. For more information, visit them on Instagram at Fro Lady Hair Products. Verse four. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to one side. Verse five. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. I feel like instructions are like following instructions are very important. The guy was like, not the guy, the prophet Elisha was like, um, go to your neighbors, ask for empty jars, and then when you get them, you know, shut the door behind you. Just you and your son should be in there. Not everyone should see what you're doing. And she did exactly that. She shut the door behind her and her sons so that no one could see what she was doing. And I'm just like, you know, I'm imagining myself um, as a nosy neighbor. Like, okay, she borrowed my, she's broke. She borrowed my jars. What is she gonna do with it? You know, like I'm sure people wanted to see, and to some degree, I think they may have felt entitled. Again, this is my interpretation. There is nothing about that in scripture, but I'm just, I'm thinking. Um, it doesn't say anything about the neighbors. It's just the, that they gave. Um, anyway, I'm I'm imagining them maybe even trying to feel a bit entitled. Like, well, it's my jar. I want to see what you do with it. But she followed instructions and she shut the door behind her. And her and her sons witnessed a miracle, you know, and a miracle that no one could explain you know it says that she just kept pouring that same little thing that she the supposedly didn't have she had nothing that same nothing which was a something you know was what was used to be miraculous like that's crazy um yeah verse six. when all the jars were full she said to her son bring me another one but he replied there's not a jar left then the oil stopped flowing i think man i i wish i was there to see that miracle happen like it's just i feel like it's so mind blowing like in the morning when you woke up well we don't know if it's in the morning what time the husband died but you know earlier that day they were in a lot of debt you know and she was about to lose everything she was about to lose her sons you know and then all of a sudden there's so many jars filled with oil you know so many jars filled with oil until there is nothing else left and it stopped and i'm just thinking like you know her bravery to continue asking the neighbors got her all those jars 
imagine if you just stopped at one because it said the the bible says that the the oil stopped flowing when all the jars were full so if there were more jars it was going to continue flowing because it only stopped when the sun said okay we're done you know and i'm thinking sometimes we're afraid of asking like or maybe like you know god prompts you to ask let's say 10 people for stuff right and on the first go you ask you get rejected second maybe someone gives you third you get rejected and you stop there so you only have one jar your miracle will just be filled in that one jar like keep pushing keep asking keep um like let the miracle be a miracle of abundance you you know what i'm talking about like pride aside ask you know you you need the help um that's just crazy reading reading this how the oil stopped flowing after the son told the mom that you know the jars are done anyway she went and told the man of god and said go sell the oil she went and told the man of god and he said go sell the oil and pay your debts you and your sons can live on what is left i think that was so important what was the main cry was that we are in debt the cry was not oh you know we need money to pay fees we need money for food we need no the main concern was that they were in debt and you know the miracle was great enough that it not only paid back all the debt but there was some left over and i feel like that's something that people you know they forget like when they're owing someone and they get a lot of money they're like oh let me spend 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 and then i'll use the remainder to pay back the debt like no pay it all back first and then you use what is left um i remember hearing a quote that says don't save what's left over save first and then spend what's left over and i was like man that's such a good um principle to live by because yeah <laughs> that's why people don't have a saving culture because you'll just spend everything away but anyway um to go back to the story overall you know the nothing that you think you have is the same thing that god will use to show himself and to save you and your family so like you know the next time you're in a desperate situation just ask yourself what do i have and like ask yourself what do i have really you know because in the moment you're like okay i'm really broke right i have no money but then when you look around you're like actually i have ten dollars you know and give it to god see what god can do with that ten dollars you know like don't dismiss the little you have for nothing it's not nothing it's something and it it even goes beyond money it could be you know talent it could be anything like you know i'll give an example of the my youtube channel and the same podcast you know i don't have the equipment i don't have all the fancy lights and everything all i had was a phone you know and in fact i started recording on i think it was an iphone 5 or is it an ipod um i just went to the recorder and i started talking you know like so you tell someone oh yeah i'm a content creator what do you have i have nothing no you don't have nothing you have a phone 
you know, and now I have a mic, now I have lights, you know, I have um, a tripod stand, you know, like, because what I gave to God was the little that I had. And so, yeah, I just want to encourage you, like, first of all, try not to get into debt. And if you are in debt, please put stuff in place so that your family doesn't have to struggle. You know, if you go and be with the Lord earlier than expected, you know. So, yeah, remember, the nothing that you think you have, God wants to use it. It's not nothing. Nothing.